Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is our season 19, and it's episode 3, if you're counting. If you're wondering where we were last week, well, I guess that's what this episode is all about. I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Good afternoon. With me is Paul Christoph. Howdy. Hello. And... So I mean it's it's nice it's nice to be um, back. I mean this one we're recording this one virtually, but um, only because um, I couldn't get back in time. Um, so uh, it's and I think that kind of highlights what uh, what's really going on. And uh, we can actually go places now. We can actually do things. Kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even even this episode, but, I was like, you know, I was going to drop off one of the beers at Jeff. I was like, wait a minute, like you're allowed we inside. Can, we can both record from the same venue, like. It's it's like a whole new world, or at least it's a world that I feel like we'd kind of forgotten about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's been. I don't know. It's, I, I found like I mean maybe we'll just jump out. It's kind of been pretty, pretty easy to sort of ease back into it and normalize. It hasn't felt that weird being out personally. It hasn't felt weird for me. It's felt tiring though. I think it's you know literally gone from not being able to do anything to pretty much you start. And this is exactly what happened when we came out of lockdown this time last year. So I knew it as soon as it was lockdown was easy. It's like, yep, you know, everyone's going to want to, you want to do things with your friends and that. But even from a like, you know, say city lane point of view, there's all the people that want to promote all their summer events. This is normally the busy, when everything ramps up anyway. Plus there's all the places that have opened up or haven't been able to promote themselves really since, May last year, since just before May, when we started going to all those on and off lockdowns. So they've all got, they all want to start holding events and it happens slowly, like, oh, book a dinner here, book a dinner there, say yes to an event. The next thing you know, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm not home like, all next week. And oh, yeah, this has just kind of come from nowhere. Okay, wow. And it's like awesome, but you're like, oh, wow, this is really intense from to go from nothing to that within the you know, space of two weeks. Uh, it is, uh, yeah, it is actually pretty wild when you think about it. I mean, I I, uh, I only just, you know, I went out um, a couple of times, a couple of things, and we went, uh, last weekend we went we went away up to the Dandenongs, and it was it was nice, but it was also like we we have stuff on the calendar now. We have we have things. Uh, well, we can't organise that because we have that, and it's just never been. It's just not been a thing for so long. Yeah, and then there's work Christmas parties that will start. Oh yeah, you're welcome back to the office events as well. It's like, oh, we need to start syncing up calendars again to make sure there's no overlaps. Yeah, we had um, yeah, we had we had in person drinks with the work crew, not last Friday, Friday before, which was it's quite nice actually. Yeah, it's just good to see people, yeah, see people who you were who are used to seeing every day in person and and, and stuff like that. It's been quite nice, and it's, it's been interesting actually. It's been not that difficult to get bookings at places. Like you can't necessarily get the booking at the exact place you want, but you'll be able to get a booking somewhere that you're happy to go to, right? I, I, I was sort of expecting it to be just ridiculous, like the next, like until sort of the end of the year, just impossible to get into anywhere. But it's actually, you know, I was at, I was at Heartbreak yesterday afternoon. It wasn't that busy, like about 4, I was only 4.30 in the afternoon, but I would have thought that people would be sort of more yeah. out and about, but maybe it's just that whole, like when I was doing the whole Melbourne-London split thing, like London on Friday night, if you don't book, you're fucked, basically. Yeah. Whereas in Melbourne, you don't book. Again, you can't get into the place you want, but there'll be a place 10 metres down the road that you're also equally happy to go to that you can get into. So I think it's about 
venues per capita and the fact that places managed to stay open during lockdown, which you know the whole support local kind of thing, and which is which is really cool. Yeah, I think like last year when this happened, like all the parklet things were we were at one per four square meters for a long time, and the parklets was kind of a new thing that was being set up. Whereas now a lot of venues have sort of like they've acted activated their parklets mm. yeah. from day one, and those venue capacities were reduced after only one week or two weeks, which helped a lot. Yeah. And yeah, I see City of Melbourne's brought back the um, the Melbourne money thing. Oh, is that the you get the discount if you work, yeah. eat out in the city or something it's like that? Like 30% off Monday. or something, yeah. Yeah, Monday, it's Monday to Thursday. Mm-hmm. And you can get 30%, I believe it's 30% off your entire bill up to the up to $150. That's cool. So that should get people, people yep. in there. Because I was in the city on Friday night and that was... Certainly not visually. It didn't, you know, taking some photos and things. It didn't look like anyone who needed help on um on a Friday night. Those, you know, the laneways were all busy and everything, and there were people walking around. That was that was pretty cool. That's good. But I imagine during the week it's still pretty bit quiet until people return back to the office. Yeah, which I mean, it's not necessarily that's not necessarily going to ever be back to the way it used to be, right? Because most places I most people I talk to, it's all hybrid working. So you know, like two days a week, three days a week, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't imagine um, I'll go. I, my, I don't think anyone in my office will ever go back full time. I think it'll be like two days, maybe three days, and that'll be fine. Because uh, you, you end up you end up just like like the one time uh, I think the first time I went in, all of my meetings were um, over Teams anyway. So it was like, uh, I could have did this at home. Yep. Yeah, well, that's the challenge we're talking about. So sort of you you want to make sure that you've got those days where everyone kind of crosses over, which I think you'll probably find will be a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right, if everyone's coming in on alternate days, then it defies the whole purpose. So how have you guys, uh, I mean, you, I feel like you guys have been out a lot more than I have. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not quite, I'm not quite used to going out yet. So I'm sort of easing my way into it. But, um, T- t- tell me what your tell tell me what the big revelation has been. It's been um, how happy everyone is. Like it seems, I guess maybe obvious, but just you go out and everyone's just everyone's happy. Everyone's happy to be out. Like the staff at venues are happy to be serving people in per- person. People are just happy to be chatting. It's it's just really, really just an amazing, nice atmosphere at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, I think it's just, yeah, everyone's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, just really just positive and uplifting to kind of see everyone out and about. I think also just my observation would be that it's not nearly as sort of crowded and impossible to get into places as I was kind of anticipating it being. So it's actually been, yeah, I think people have normalised in like a normal way rather than normalising in like a kind of like, yeah, and everybody's out every night and stuff. I think people have sort of been pretty, and maybe there's still a bit of, tentativeness about sort of, you know, going back out and not everyone's like, you know, sort of, you know, wants to immediately go from zero to 100, like in like overnight once they flip the switch and stuff like that. Uh, I, I actually found that um, I think it was like the first weekend when it opened up and we had to, we had to drive into the city for something. And that I, I remember stri- driving down and it was it was on a Sunday afternoon of all things and dri- driving down, uh, driving in there and it was like, there was just, I'd forgotten how much I miss the buzz 
that like that real that real feeling of you know you you saw you saw people drinking, but you also saw people like um you know at, at just you know, wandering, wandering around the, wandering around the city, or wandering around Brunswick, and you sort of look at it, and it's like, God, I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten how nice that is, and you know, some some people will, you know, anyone who's you know got a, a little bit um, uh, monoclaustrophobic but doesn't really like crowds, they're probably not going to enjoy it as much. But it's even so, you just sort of lo- looked around and just seeing just seeing people out out and about, you you forget that that's kind of what makes Melbourne what it is. Yeah, I remember the first the first Saturday that everything, all the everything opened, and it was just I was walking up Sydney Road, and it was you know early in the morning, and just seeing like bars and restaurants, kind of people cleaning the tables and putting out chairs and opening the windows and getting the music to the right volume and stuff, and it was just yeah all those little things that you really noticed that you didn't notice before. And that you couldn't do before. Mm. So I suppose if that we ask the best part, what what's the worst part? What's the worst part? All right, traffic shit again. Traffic. Oh god, I noticed that. Again. Yeah, <laughs> that's extremely annoying. Like, yeah, it used to be. Yeah, um, and and you know, so it's both that traffic, and and of course, these two things are related, right? you're driving to places more and traffic shit. Because before, like, you might you maybe drove somewhere, like, once a week. Like, you had to go do a big supermarket shop or whatever. And it would be easy because no one else was out. But, of course, now because everyone's out more often. Yeah, that's, that's, been, that's been quite irritating. Um, what else has been annoying? Um, being, being tired <laughs> because of doing so much. Partially doing a lot, partially um, the, the terrible allergy season with high winds that we've had. Yeah, that's been yeah, that's, that, that's been that's been quite unfortunate. Uh, season this year. That's been that's hell. Yeah, especially yeah. especially you know during especially when COVID's also COVID offers a lot of similar symptoms. It does it does that's fine? That's, that's right. Hard to differentiate. Yeah. I haven't no, I haven't personally seen it, which I'm glad, but I have heard. You know stories of, yep, yeah, anti-vaxxers abusing staff at, you know, gyms and shops and bars and stuff. I've had a little bit of it on some of the comments of on things that I put on Instagram and TikTok. Like people will start, oh, do they look? Do they, people aren't vaccinated in? It's like, yeah, I see where this is heading. <laughs> Just like delete. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. But yeah, it's actually I feel sorry for the yeah staff that actually have to cop in the face abuse. I said I personally I haven't seen it a lot. I thought it'd maybe be more visible, but yeah, I've definitely heard heard of it happening from people that work in the industry. But have you have you guys seen I mean the uh the so the thing when um what when because uh, we, we all went to, we all went to our friend's birthday, but um, I think I, I was definitely at a different sitting sitting to you because of the restrictions. But um, I, I went. The one thing that I the one big revelation for me when I got there was um, I'm just seeing I'd I'd really forgotten what it was like to have craft beer on tap, like proper craft beer on tap. Because I've got so used to like you know you bust out a can or you bust out another can or um, maybe you get a growler but the gra- growlers aren't uh, aren't as common as the rest but you know because I uh, I walked in and I got um, like a pint of the matriarch on tap and it was just I'd forgotten how much how how nice it is but, um, 
what have you guys found from a um, you know a craft beer perspective? Yeah, I funnily enough, I haven't actually done a lot of craft beer on tap. It's been um, I mean, very thankful for the for the few house parties we've been having to get through the cans, all the cans that have been arriving and everything. Which isn't so great because you have people over and you drink all these cans of beers and then you're like, oh, I was probably supposed to take photos of some of these free beers that were sent, but oh well, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so sorry to people that have maybe sent like free beers to Brunswick Beer Collective over the past month. You, yeah, where some of them may have been drunk without being photographed or mentioned because it's just been hectic. Yeah, I, I will say I haven't done a whole lot of craft. I was just looking through my calendar just to remind myself of sort of where I've been. And like, so I went to the Terminus on Cup Day with my partner for dinner, but I don't think we just had dinner and we didn't really sort of get into doing you know, a big session there. We were at the quarry um, on Cup Day. Yeah, we were at the quarry on Cup Day, that's true. Yeah, yeah no, that, that was that was quite nice. Um, yeah, they've, they've got a yeah, half-decent sort of craft selection nowadays. That was, yeah. that was cool. Um, so I went to the... So I think while you were at one of the sessions, the session on the birthday party, I met people that were in between sessions and we went to the ale house. Had a couple of beers there, which was nice. The old ancestral home. Yeah. My first Sunday out of out of lockdown. That was that was a huge that was actually a huge day. So that started at so I didn't realise until the day after when I was looking at my timeline that I was actually at glue for like the entirety of service from open to close. Yeah, right. Um, I was like, oh, okay. But it was that, you know, so glue and beer mash have that kind of, you know, it's kind of shared, not shared, but you can basically get beer or wine from either and, like, it's totally cool. So I was, um, actually, it leans into your earlier point about things that are good about easing. I'm chance encounters with people. So, uh, yeah, good old Alan was walking by. and Nice. End up just randomly having having some drinks with him, but friend of the show, Alan. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. So it was really nice just getting some wines from Glue, and then you know popping over to Beer Mash, getting some of the you know interesting. I think that they had uh, some Omnipolo cans, and kind of had something something Scandinavian on tap, which was which was very good. And then um, yeah, that that was really nice. And then then heading up in the, later on in the evening to um above board. For cocktails because you may as well do the trio of wine, beer, and cocktails, right? Yeah, why not? And then looking at a bank statement the next day and say, "Ah, oh, we're drinking cocktails until that long." And oh, working working it back, look, looking at looking at how much was charged for two people, and then working it back to realize how many cocktails you'd had. Yeah, nice. It was a big night. Yeah, le- le- nice to be able to have a big night, right? Le- leaving lockdown is definitely going to affect all of our bank balances. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is definitely true. It's definitely true. Yeah, leaving lockdown and also coincided with me going from five days a week down to three days a week at work again. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, okay, I need to readjust to this being how this being how this works now. Yeah, but no, I haven't, I haven't had any, like too many massive nights out. I mean, obviously the birthday that we were all at. I mean, we can we can say his birthday it was. So, yeah, so, yeah, sometimes special guest Ben. Yeah, yeah, it's his birthday. So I'm um, so, yeah, when we kick. But that was still that was kicking on at his place afterwards more than um, more than sort of being out at venues yeah. until quite late. So yes, I think the big night out still hasn't really happened for me yet, um, which is not by 
because I haven't wanted it to. It just hasn't happened for what I think it's because you still you still need to like in most places book for like sessions of a certain length, and I think that sort yeah. of makes it difficult. I mean, it's probably easier now, like particularly if you're like at the last booking at a place, they'll say right, you're probably good to, to stay there till close or whatever. But yeah, that'll really kick off from the from the twenty fourth. Yes, where essentially Agreed. all restrictions are gone. Yeah, yeah, we might. Well, you were saying we might get an athlon in before the end of the year. It's quite yeah. possible. Have you have you guys been in the? I mean, obviously we all have to check in everywhere. Have you heard or known anyone who are they still doing tier twos or uh, tier ones or anything like that? I think they're still doing tier ones. I'm not sure if they're tier one. They are tier two. They're not. Yeah, I think so. I think it's only close contact now because of the vax rates. I guess they don't sort of feel it's essential. Yeah, and it is. I mean, it's showing. I think yesterday's stats. The the same drone was saying. Something like ninety something percent of people that were in hospital were like not fully vaxxed. Yeah. Now, like it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's quite interesting. I, I remember when um, when they were doing sort of the whole tier one, two, three thing. Like every day, I would read the list, like like religiously, and sort of check it. And and that was a time too, when like, yeah. I, was only, I was only leaving the house like once a week. So the odds of me actually being at an exposure site were pretty much nil. Like I'd have to be at the yeah. Coles at EBV. I was going to say, the yeah. two Coles were playing uh, yeah. hockey with um, COVID. But um, but now I'm out quite often and I don't read the exposure list at all. Like I, I kind of assume that if you've been if you've been checking it everywhere... You get a ping. You get a ping. Yeah. So I'm just going, I don't need to check this because I will get told if I've been in the exposure site. Yeah. So, well, yeah. well, they've actually given up on... They, don't, uh, they only add to the Tier 2 list. So they only add um, like Tier 1 sites, I think, in... Um, in like regional Victoria to the tier, uh, to the um, exposure site list, um, and they're right. only, they're only tier ones. They've they, they've given up like you have. Um, yeah, of, of course. You know, in saying all that, um, you know, I I was dinged at a tier one site. You know, a month month and a half ago, and that was that was yeah. I I, I also kept a Jeff with your thing of barely leaving the house as well. It's just it it was is a frustrating time. But, um, yeah, I, I think that I, I, it's, de- it's definitely, it's definitely nice. I think, um, the f- one thing that I feel like you guys both really hit, hit hard on, and it's, I suppose, I suppose we tend to run, run towards the things that we couldn't have. The fact that we can actually go to someone else's house. Yeah. That's been, yeah, it's been, it's been quite nice actually. Like, yeah, we've had, um, yeah, for a few sort of, I mean, we went to, um, yeah, we've had a few house gatherings since yeah. since lockdown broke. Well, it was Lauren's birthday today. Yeah. After Ben's birthday, yeah, so we were sort of going to do it at a venue, and yep. unfortunately that couldn't pan out. But um, we're like, wait a minute, we looked at the amount of guests, and um, it was like be- because you were because you were away for the weekend, Chris, that actually brought us within the limit. We're like, oh, we can actually just have a house party. Yep. And then obviously <laughs> after Ben's place, we're going to be here during the week. Are you, are you coming during the week, Chris? Uh, yeah, I think, I think I'll be there. I'll be there. Chat. Yeah, nice, nice. I am not, um, for those playing at home, Jeff is putting on one of his fabled um, um, bad movie nights. Yeah. Which I am more than excited about. Jeff, what, what movies are, are you thinking? Uh, so we're doing Robocop and Starship Troopers, definitely. And so I think um, someone yeah. someone mentioned Time Cop. I mean, Total Recall is the other obvious one, you know, just sort of make the, you know, the... Um, the Hogan like trilogy sort of thing, yeah. right? I, I'm um, glad you said what his well, name was because I couldn't for the life of me remember how to say the um, Verhoven. Verhoven, that that is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Legend. Um, yeah. What, look, on that, I reckon we should drink some fancy beer. Sounds like a plan. Sounds good. And we are back, and we're on to beer number one. And because I was disorganised, I am not. Uh, I will not be drinking what these guys are drinking. But what are you guys drinking? Well, to be fair, you you were more organised, <laughs> more and less organised. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're recording. So, oh yeah, we are. Like, leads into the whole randomness thing of like why we didn't do an episode last week, and mm. yeah, this week it's just kind of been oh yes, we need to record. Are we doing it remotely? Are we doing it in person? Mm. Like. How's it going to work? And then, and then suddenly it's like, well, I can do it, but actually, no, I'm going to be away in Ballarat. How am I going to get? How am I going to get that beer? Beer? Can we get the same beer? Can we go somewhere else and get that beer? No, we can't do that. Yeah. So this one was it's disclosure. This was a uh, was a BBC freebie. We got sent a couple cans of the newest counterculture beer from Stone and Wood. The Bloom Springs, number fourteen. Or is it another counterculture number fourteen? I'm guessing it's counterculture yeah. number fourteen. Yeah. That I, I, I genuinely feel like um, with Stone and Woods counterculture, you almost can't go wrong. But we'll find Yo, out. I checked. I checked it into Untapped. I haven't checked an Untapped beer in for about a thousand years. Like, it's been a while, and I got five badges off it. That was kind of cool. Like yeah. it's been been a while since uh, had that excitement of you know yeah. badges appearing. By the way, did you go? Uh, did anyone read? Um, um, and listeners at home, you can read. And read this as well. Crafty Pint had an article about the guy from Nowtapped. Um, no, Nowtapped now is closing up um, because, uh, and it's and the two two things that came out of the article for me in that um, first one was that uh, uh, Untapped switched off the API that um, Untapped uh, that Nowtapped were using to find out like what the names of the beers were. Um, yeah, but also. Um, Greg from Untapped no longer works there. Yeah. Well, ah, there you go. Yeah, that was a bit of a revelation, and we can't. Uh, we can now no longer say um, "damn you, Greg," and know that he's um, you know listening somewhere. If he ever was, could be an interesting one to get back on the podcast. Hmm. Yeah, well, all right. Greg's up these days. We'll 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 see if we can get that promise. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to um, this beer. This, yeah, speaking of, yeah, so um, since obviously they've been ta- taken over now, they, each beer they get like half a star less, right? That's the way, that's the way takeovers work now? No, no. Well, it's, no this one's <laughs> something. Get to it. This one's, this one's actually doing all right on the, uh, on the untapped. Um, speaking of takeovers, um, see, Feral. Yeah, who are the, who's so, taking so them Coke over? Is, Coke is pulling out of the beer business. Oh, really? So they're going to be selling it to someone, but that's got to be of a bit of a blow when you sell to the sell to a company because they're, they're going to take your brand in a direction you agree with and then they're like, yeah, we're not interested in beer anymore. Yeah, interesting. Although I feel like the big question is, and I think this is the important question, Coke own uh, Coke East own Yender as well. And yeah. and the big question, and I think this is probably the, maybe the question we should have started with, if if Yender don't exist as a beer, uh, beer brewery, who is going to supply the Ferris wheel at Gab's? Mm. These are the important questions. I mean, I guess they've got a little while to figure it out. Uh, look, as long as they figure it out, I don't mind. 
I'm not going to yeah. another Gabs. Um, granted, you know, I got my um, second shot on my COVID vaccination at the um, Royal Exhibition Building. I was very happy about that. But I'm not going to do another Gabs without a, um, uh, uh, a, a another Gabs at the Exhibition Building without a Ferris wheel. It's just, I mean, what what are we yeah, animals? Part of the experience, right? Indeed. Exactly. Sorry, back to the... Okay, so it's um, so they're calling it a New Age IPA, and why they're doing that is because they're essentially using a whole bunch of new, new hops. So they're using Citra Mosaic and El Dorado, so you know the, the classic trio there, but then the company Bath Bath Haas, um, who I assume is a company that does hops. They've got an innovation range. So they've also chucked in Lupo Max, which I have seen popping up in quite a few beers over the past few months. And they've also got Incognito and Spectrum. So you've got six six hops in here. All up. Three, three, there's three sort of traditional and three new hops. Look, I, I, I'm just enjoying, like, that, that, do you guys remember a time when hops were pretty much, they had, like, weird experimental names, like H49411 or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And now that they're actually getting interest in names? I think it's a step in the right direction. And they're all caps as well. The new, new hops are all, all caps. So, so they, well, they, they, they want to be shouted. They, they, yeah, well, they're in caps at the bottom, but they're not in caps earlier up on the can. I'm not sure why. Mm-hmm. So I think the official, from what I've seen of other beers, I think like the official way to write it is is in, in caps. all caps. Okay, there you go. But then, um, yeah, maybe they can um, now that they've got that that takeover. Maybe they can hire a copywriter. Um, look, I'm a, I'm available for gigs. Chris, Chris, I was about to say, hint, hint, you know. wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. Look, just 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 hit me up, Stone and Wood. So, so the description, beyond the dark and winding places lies a garden where new life is in bloom, clean, clear and vibrant. It is the very heart of a new season. Spring has come. Beds of lowercase Lupomax and lowercase incognito hops pepper the warm breeze with tropical and juicy notes while the sound of water pulsing over rocks envelops you. Shake off the heavy coat of winter and dive into a brighter season. Lush, vibrant, clear and in bold. Bloom Springs. The 14th Counterculture release Bloom Springs joins a tradition of beers that go against the grain. And then it lists the uh, hops that we were talking about before. I, I like the use of um, against the grain thing, obviously against, you know, um, grains and stuff with beer. Um, uh, uh, Paul, I'm impressed with the use of your use of the term envelope instead of um, envelope. <laughs> yes, envelope, you know. <laughs> envelope. In- envelope. Envelope. <laughs> it, it does. It sounds good, and you know it's counterculture. They t- they do tend to do good things. Um, yeah. So you guys have you guys been sipping it? What what do you think of it? It's pretty nice. I yeah. like it. Yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be able to tell you what the the new age hops are kind of doing to the thing, but uh, but yeah, no, I'm quite enjoying. It. It's quite pleasant. Well, for me, it's it's a very like it's a very like clean IPA. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It doesn't like. It's definitely you know not. Got it has the, haze. Yeah, but it's not a like. It's not a neeper. Yeah, it's not a neeper. It's not there. Yeah, it's not. Um, and it's also. It's definitely like. It's obviously not got the um, 
that kind of West Coasty sort of piney resiny sort of um, flavor to it. So yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's it's pretty pretty neutral. It's quite dry. Yep, a dry crisp. I don't know we might have lost. Chris, have we lost you? No, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm, no, here? I'm not. Um, I was just going to say, it's, uh, is it like crisp as in like a brutey sort of crisp? Yeah, like I'm getting those sort of notes from when, I don't know if that's intentional, but from when, not when brutes started was crap, but when like people figured out how to do brutes and, mm. the, and they were good, like a good kind of brute dryness. Just, yeah, really refreshing. Just, just, kind of neutral, neutral in a way. Yeah, yeah, so saying, yeah, yeah, really sort of neutrally sort of flavour. Like, yeah, it doesn't sort of really push the envelope in any particular direction. So, yeah, that's yeah, quite easy drinking. I like it. Or or, or envelope. Um, or envelope. envelope, correct. So, uh, what are people saying about it? So, my uh, phone is doing the. Uh, yeah, right, so I'll, have to, I'll have to do the uh, reading here. Uh, so, we've got JH, untapped at home. Uh, vibrant is the word. Fresh tropical and a true pleasure as always. Um, Ken B, also at home. Little light on the body, little thin on hoppy slash tropical notes and zero malt body. A bit plain, tastes like an extremely smashable, juicy pale ale running 5%, not a 6.4% IPA. Uh, sad face, three and a half. It's a good use of a sad face, sir. <laughs> Uh, Rob W, very good hazy, not too heavy or viscous. Tasty number. So he's interpreted this as a, which I mean, I mean, it, it is hazy. So that's fair. Um, Stephen F, this is good. Easy drinking, not your typical IPA, three and a half out of five. So there's some pretty common uh, comments here. Let's see. Uh, this hasn't got a whole lot of check-ins. Uh, Simon at the Drunken Panda. I don't know if the Drunken Ooh. Panda is Simon's house or somewhere else. We'll find that in a minute. Well, um, look, e- either way, the Drunken Panda is the best name I've heard for for a, like a bar in a long time. Great name. Yeah, light, floral, thin. Would have would have liked a bit more body. Uh, yeah, the Drunken Panda is Simon's home. Just uh, just just for just for clarity. Um, Sino L, untapped at home. Love it when. Um, SWBC deliveries arrive. This is a lovely IPA with plenty of hoppy citrus and a playful sparkle to it. Love a good counterculture. 4.25 out of 5. But it is, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, because re- I've just been looking through the untapped list. The countercultures seem to just do anything. Um, yeah. It's, 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 it's a nice feeling. Mm. Like I said, they've been, yeah, generally very impressive. Yeah, I think we're pretty much at, like, yeah, the first check-in for this is the 28th of October, which is not that long ago. Uh, okay. Well, it's it's the perils of trying something new. So uh, what do we think about this beer then? And by we, I mean you two. Well, I, I like it. Yeah. You know, I think it would be a, well, it would be a 3.75 if I had the 0.5 increments. Yeah, I was probably, thinking. Probably 3.8. It's um, yeah, I, I see. Even though it's six point four, so it's not exactly a small beer, but I could see myself, you know, doing a session where you go for like a, a range, kind of crazy ten percent beer that doesn't taste like ten percent beer, and then having one of these to yep, it'd almost be a palate cleanser that you'd have instead of a sour. 
but when you still want to stick to IPAs. Yeah, I agree. Smelling it, it's funny. When I smell it, I can really, the citra comes up a lot more on the nose than it does in the, in the taste. But, yeah, it's, it's a good beer. Yeah, I was thinking 3.75 as well. So, like, I think it's better than a 3.5, but it's not, it's not exceptional. But it's, it's very good. So, Well, I guess I will also give it 3.75. Um, but but, uh, but only based on yours because, you know, I'm not drinking it. The world is a complicated place. So, all right. Well, I reckon we tie that up and we jump onto our next beer. Like the plan. Cool. And we are back and we're on to our second and last beer for this recording and once again i do not have what we're drinking but what are we drinking uh we are drinking the october 2021 um fresh by garage project so this Very is nice. um their I, I mean the november one's probably out by now but it'd be there it's their what the most recent of their fresh releases that i have in the fridge um so yeah as most people know they're doing a a monthly rolling series of, uh, of IPAs that are intended to be drunk, you know, in the relatively near future after they arrive. That, um, and it, I'm kind of relieved that we have the, you know, uh, we have the October one, not the November one, because I feel like the November one nobody will have added on Untapped yet. That's a fair point. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. That could actually be a bit of a hassle trying to. Um, yeah, so there's been 347 check ins for this one. So there's going to hopefully be like a, at least one comment. <laughs> I wonder how they're going with their, um, with their Melbourne brewery. That's true, actually. Weren't they meant to be like doing it up here somewhere? Yeah. Wasn't that the rumor? Like where um, Thingo used to be? Um, yeah. Kimmel Hunt, yeah. where that used to be. That, oh, was, wow. that was the rumor. Was I have not heard good. that. And probably neither did our listeners. That's very exciting. Uh, I think that this is, a, like, if I'm aware of this, this must have been said a while ago or something. Like, see, so yeah, I, I wouldn't, and also I wouldn't sort of place much weight on what I just said either. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm reasonably certain, like, I'm certain for sure that where the Bridge Road pub is going is, like, at the EBV. Like, there's a yeah, sign. Yeah, that's definitely happening, coming like, November next year or something. But, uh, yeah, GP, I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, the river was is up in this area somewhere. Which is super exciting. And, you know, it... it yeah, we've obviously got co-conspirators advertising yeah. for staff now, so they got their bills installed. Oh, was it co-conspirators where Hemel Hunt is? No, 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 that was yeah. just a... But, uh, um, okay. And then, of course, Inner North is around the corner. Um, Foreigner yeah. is somewhere around as well. Um, yeah. Maybe that's the other one. Yeah, maybe, mm, maybe. It's, it's yep. everything stumbling distance. Yeah. Correct. Uh, so, all right, so back to Garage Project. Um, so what, what's yeah. the deal of this beer? What, what makes this one fresh? Uh, that it was made in October, 2021. <laughs> like, it's just the literal of fresh. There's, there's nothing, uh, well, let me, let me read the can. Let's, let's see what it says. Uh, fresh IPA, a rolling ever changing monthly series of one-offs brewed in small batches and available only from our brewery outlets and only while stocks last. Each batch is an opportunity to try a new brewery fresh IPA, unfiltered and unfined. I feel that's meant to say unrefined. Does say unfined? Yeah, unfined. It's unfined. Showcasing <laughs> um, a unique combination of yeast, malt, and hops. Just fun, fresh, hoppy beer at its best. That's. Uh, they need a copyright. Mm. 
my services are available. Um, I charge very reasonably Garage Project. So yeah, interesting. Yeah. Interestingly, said so, um, what it's saying that only available at the brewery outlets because I have seen freshers at like beer mash and yeah. um, near far before. Yeah, so. I, mean, I guess there's nothing stopping those guys from like ordering like twenty four of them off the website, getting them shipped to them, mm. and then them reselling them. That's what I would do. Don't know, but mm. why would you? Why would you do that though? That'd be yeah, weird. That makes like, no sense. Unless, unless it's a new thing they've started. Yeah. Something directly only from. Yeah. Or as what's the definition of brewery outlet? True. So they have a list of like oh these these fifty people are all brewery outlets. Could but, be. Could be. So, as, as, so it basically works out that you know Jeff's house is a brewery outlet. It could well be that like I may be a brewery outlet and just not know it basically. Look. Yeah, I think we go through um, all our, we were talking all our um, sort of ageing, aged beers. I think we've quite, we've got quite a um, selection. We could do what um, Carwin did, have a fire sale of our aged collection. I I will definitely say that ever since um, um, the pandemic started, um, I've been, I, I seem to be building up a collection of strong stouts that are in the back of my fridge because I don't want to drink them on my own. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. it's just like you know, um, it's fantastic, but it's also it's you know like what was it that there was that five percent no five standard drinks Mr Banks beer, um, and oh, it's yeah. in the back of my fridge because it's like if if I if I if I drink this all on my own I'm I'm just gonna pass out. Yeah, well for me it's even the ones that probably beers that should have been drunk by now like starting to find the old um seven fifty mil bottles of. You know, mountain goat Christmas ales and all that sort of stuff. That I mean, does yeah. that even happen? Any? Do they do I that don't stuff? Know. Anymore? Don't know. I don't I mean, know. It's definitely, there's definitely um, a. Well, let me let me go see what it is. Like, so it, I think I'm going through, and I've got ones from like 2014 and 2015 and stuff. And it's like this stuff probably should have been drunk by now. Wednesday, maybe Wednesday movie night. Crack open a few of those bottles. All right. It's def- it definitely feels like, I mean, if they're not making them, which I feel like we would have heard about if they were still making them, it feels like the, it's fe- feels like the end of an era, then that era might have ended a while ago and we just realised it. Yeah, so there's definitely a, um, there's a 2017 winter stout. I'm pretty sure there's a Christmas ale and also one of the, um, one of the barley wines as well still sitting around. Yeah, it might have been stored in ideal conditions. No, no. No, well, not that mine. They've been sitting just there. And, so. and, and mine shuffled between a fridge and a box and then a box and another fridge because, you know, moving house and stuff. Uh, and being told I wasn't allowed to have things in the fridge. It's a complicated thing. It is. It certainly is. You just need to get another fridge. It's a, it's a good point. Um, I'll, I'll see what I can do. So, um, uh, first impressions, what do you think about this beer? It has a really interesting aftertaste, and I, that's definitely got to be one of the hops. Oh, that's the Nelson. Yeah, that's the Nelson's. That's definitely what that taste is. It's definitely fresh, I'm sure. Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, it's very fresh. But it, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of neutralish as well, just like the previous beer. Actually, like it doesn't. The, none of the hops are particularly. Um, punchy in terms of their flavour. Well, for um, me, it's the Nelson. Yeah. That gives it that 
that aftertaste. Hmm. It's it's unique. I never like nor dislike it. It's just it's noticeable to me. Yeah. Uh, is it? Um, I, I'm pretty sure I know the flavour, but for people at home, is it kind of like the? Um, is it kind of like the Sabro sort of um, um, weird aftertaste we had for a while? It's kind of like if you took the coconut away from Sabro, which doesn't maybe doesn't make sense because Sabro kind of is coconut, but that's kind of the best way I can describe it. What was it, what was that thing that um, they were putting it? The sharpness. It's a yeah. sharpness. It would go well with this beer. Would go well with with blue cheese. <laughs> I'm I'm yeah, certain that you have said that about um, beers in the past. I'm certain that's been your go to. <laughs> no, because I wanted to do that. No, I wanted to do that. Um, that was one of my ideas for the the original um, collaboration beer, wasn't it? The the pear and blue cheese ice the beer. Oh yeah. Because it worked in ice cream form. <laughs> it works in ice cream form very well. So it's like, would it work in beer form? Perhaps. Mm. Well, then could you make a beer using the correct hops with a pear? Anyway, we do need to. Well, well we, we do have we do have another collaboration beer coming, but that's that's a story for another day. Yeah, yeah but it is it is going to be good and very refreshing. Or at least it better be. Mm. Um, but we'll t- we'll talk about that later. Um, why don't we talk about what people are saying about this beer? Sure. Um, Michael A. on tap at home. Great color, tropical aroma, light and easy. Three and a half. Is extremely hazy. It is quite hazy. Um, Callan S. on tap at home. Bloody good. Four and a half. Just concise and to the point. Um, uh, people commenting. Uh, Jacob F. Untapped at home. Instantly, with the first sip, this is a winner. It's smooth in mouthfeel and layers in really balanced hits of pineapple, grapefruit, and passion fruit. Mellow and full up front before spiking into a bit of finish that adds a herbaceous and dank quality. Four and a half. I've made some effort on the photo there as well. Certainly and has, the background yeah. Background matches. And, it, and the glow and the... Graphic yeah. on the glass, they all match the yep. colours on the can. Yeah, 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 no, this, this is quite impressive. Yeah, good. Bonus points to that. I give that check in five stars. <laughs> um, all right, I, I can add one. Um, we got uh, Blocker from at Motlow House. Uh, last weekend, last can. And what a month. Beautiful. Roll on November 21. Better, a be, a better be good, GP. You're on a roll after an average start to the year. And that was purchased at Garage Project, and it's a four point four zero. Yeah, Ooh. that's that's a complicated, that's complicated comment. I reckon the, uh, I reckon the May was an absolute cracker. From mm, I seem to recall May being good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jason P at the East Harlaxton Slide Rog and Barbecues in Queensland. Uh, massive and delicious passion fruit nose. Passion fruit and pineapple flavors up front with wafts of overripe tangelo. Weedy bitterness to finish with a little herbal sharpness. Dank linger with passion fruit standing out front to back. Tasty. 4.1. It's a lot of words. So there. many words. I'll give, him, 
Yeah, he definitely they'd say passion fruit that many times. <laughs> I'll give him. I'll give him. I know what he means. Though. I I don't know about the pint. Uh, about then, no, that, that's it's fair. That's that's actually pretty fair. I'm like, there was no pineapple, not pineapple passion fruit. No, and then I've taken another sip and I've been like, no, I I give that. Then we got uh, Tim M, untapped at home. Usual fresh IPA fare with excellent body and weight. Less stone fruits this month. Focus on zesty orange citrus with a touch of spice, 4.25. So so that's that aftertaste Mm. from the Nelson hops that we were talking about. It's the... That's that's that spice. Um, I have um, slime who is untapped at home, and slime has a avatar of what looks to be a crocodile with or an alligator wearing a tuxedo and a hat, which is kind kind of cool. Um, okay, uh, LCI from Wednesday, October twenty. Oh, late check in. Holy shit! Is almost. Holy care. shit is almost the end of October and I hadn't even got around to trying this yet. Exclamation mark. Tasting good. I'm glad the last three or so monthly releases have been back up to the very high standards they set themselves. But no no star rating. I reckon he's mates with the other guy that you were you were hating on the first half of the Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. Horatory extremes. Uh... All right, one, one more, Jeff, if you can find one. Oratory Extremes, that's a good name. Ooh, for we can do that. All right, Simon H, untapped at home. A beer of beauty, sipping this on Super Saturday and looking forward to the summer ahead. Lush, creamy mouthfeel with a whole heap of citrus and a light bitterness to finish delightful, 4.25. 16th of October, what Super Saturday do we reckon that is? I have no idea. No, no idea. Is is it a soccer thing? I mean, I can confirm it was a Saturday, so that, that's that that's a good start. Um, I am. Yeah, no idea. Some racing thing. Anyway, so, I'll, I'll I'll Google this. Let's let's yeah, not let's, not, let's is, not hold up the podcast while we. Very important. It is racing. Super Saturday race day, sixteen October yeah. at Eagle Farm Racecourse in Queensland. There you go. A lot of a lot of check-ins from Queensland to this year. Maybe yeah. maybe GP have yeah. cracked the Queensland market. Oh, it's also Super Saturday in New Zealand. Um, oh, interesting. What's okay. super about it in New Zealand? Well, there we go. Super Saturday. Meanwhile, sorry. While, is, while you were checking, is, yeah, uh, please please continue. T- tell me things. And this is, I mean, this is. I think you know you alluded to it very early on. Jeff, this is um, this is very much in the same ballpark as the Bloom Springs to me. I mean, it's it's a it's a hazier beer. It does have that more herbaceous kind of aftertaste, but overall, it sits as far as its drinkability. It, it's funny because it's hazier, but it doesn't taste juicier mm. than than the previous beer in any way. Um, it's it's yeah, it's neck and neck. They're they're both very similar beers, which is, I mean. Hop-wise, I mean, they've got very different hop profiles too. So it's, I'd be interested to know the malt profile behind the Bloom Springs because what I like about the Garage Project is they actually tell you the malts as well as the mm. hops. Yep. So I'd wonder if the Bloom Springs has a similar malt profile to the fresh, but I'd see them, I mean, they don't taste the same, but I see sure. them filling similar spaces in my what do I feel like drinking list. So I'm giving it 3.8 right. again. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I think three point seven five for me because uh, I don't have I don't have the capacity to give people three point eight. 
Um, yeah, three seven five. Because like again, very solid beer. Would happily. Well, I'd happily get through like three or four, and then probably fall over. But yeah, yeah no. It's, it's, it's We've all been there. But the question comes: Do I still need support on tap now that Greg's not there? Yeah, well, that's right. That's right. Is that who are you supporting, <laughs> Untapped or, or Greg? Well, it's kind of like when you know the person, you're like, oh, he's a good guy. I know he's the yeah, app a lot. Oh, for sure. But I don't use the app as much as I used to, and Greg's not there. It's like, eh. yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, this like, it's a, literally today is the first beer, time I've checked in a beer in six months. In I've still tap. been trying to, but it's gotten a lot. Like, I don't, it's interesting. So, Untapped is like, I feel beforehand because everyone was on it all the time and you'd all be like stop to checking the beers now you kind of forget so you get to the end of the day or maybe the day after you're sitting on the couch and you're like oh yeah like what beers did i have oh you, you mean yeah, a everything's check-in. becoming a late check-in everything's becoming a late check-in and if i remember it i remember it if i don't then but that that really nice one we had it was with the berries yeah, 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 yeah. Like, i didn't check that in because yep. i don't know what it was it's like yeah it's fine yeah because yeah before before gabs i i had a beer at ben's place in march and then a beer, I presume, in this location um, in February. Another one in February. Yeah, so I think I was pretty much good up until this must have been a big day drinking. There's just like, <laughs> I've just checked in like a million beers on the 4th of February. Um, ah, and then I was actually at Future Mountain on a day. They were like, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I've, I've been very, 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 very lax at checking in beers. Over you can tell as well because then you're trying to do the, do the like check-ins. You're like, oh, it's okay. Like. Ben and Jeff would have checked their. Oh, nope. nope, they haven't checked their beers in either. It's no, like, well, ma- maybe this is. Um, ma- maybe this is the new habit we need to learn again. Um, bringing back check-ins, or maybe, maybe we let maybe, it go. Maybe you know we're. Yeah, like seventh of January is also a fucking big day. Whatever, whatever I was doing that day, man. I do like checking the beers in. It's I... just funny. It's like yeah, and maybe that's the thing because I mean, the drink socially is their thing, right? Sure. And maybe that's the whole thing, like we've not been really drinking socially. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to know if there was a way, well, I mean, obviously there, there is a way to access the data, have, like globally even, have, how has the usage of untapped changed, synced up? Yeah. Has it synced, has it synced up with lockdowns? Has it declined when places have gone into lockdown and yep. when people are drinking from home versus drinking to venues? I'd be fair question. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's the question of whether the um, because obviously there's the check-in location of Untapped at home. If that uh, if when um, a uh, a city starts to open up, whether the um, Untapped at home stays stays what it uh, stays what it is, or whether it goes down, because that would indicate whether people are still drinking at home, even though things are things are open. Yeah. Well, the notifications has been, so we're talking about things you notice when things are opening up. Back to our earlier, you know, discussion, it's untapped. I've got notifications um, ticked on, but I'm actually thinking of turning them off because what I've realised is you forget during lockdown is all the venues that are posting what what beers they have, and that just doesn't really happen yep. during lockdown. And now just every, you know, every hour or so, it's like, this venue's, this venue's done that. It's like, yeah, cool, but I should don't care. Yeah, don't ask and questions I, if you're not going to do something with the answer. Is is like that? Yeah. That's always my. That's yeah. always my. Agreed. Now, I don't mean that from bad. I think, and this is maybe a, you know, this is probably a discussion for another day. Is the um, I think the FOMO aspect of craft beer has gone. Sure. Before it was like, oh, you want to know because oh, that's oh, I don't want to miss that out. Oh, I've got to go to that event. Now it's kind of like, I just want 
there is so much good beer out there that I know that any one of, you know, 30 venues that I go to, sure, I know I can just go to any of those venues at any given time not knowing what's on tap and there will be good beers on tap. Yep. And I just want to go and hang out with my friends at any of those venues. So I don't really care about specifically chasing down a beer or knowing about a beer anymore because there's just sure. so much good beer available all the time and there are so which, many Which is an around. odd reflection of the fact that, um, uh, you know, when we started this podcast and this Instagram and everything, whatever, like 18 years ago, um, that it's such a big shift now that um, that you don't you don't have to seek out all these um, like beer launches, and it also makes beer launches less um, less inviting because you know there's good beer everywhere. Yeah, well, that day when I was at Beer Mash, there was a um, Barcelona brewery. Oh yeah, that was um, so Beer Mash was having their tap takeover of that. I think a week or two down the track, but they had the cans. So I was with another friend of ours and, um, yeah, like we had a few of the cans and they were well, they were delicious beers, like both probably 3.9, 4 star IPAs. But did I, if I didn't have them, would I feel like I'd missed out? Like, no, because there are so many you know, counterculture, garage project, yep. range, map culture, banks, deep, but there are so many good so many breweries releasing great beers weekly, locally now. Yep. And we live in a good world. Yeah. It's another, yeah, it's a, it's a topic for another. <laughs> another episode. For, for another so, episode. Look, I think on that note, we should um, tidy things up here and um, go our separate ways. So we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, we've been Paul Christoph. We've been Jeffrey Until G. Next time. Catch you next week. But, we'll but it probably week. won't drop oh, for the week actually after. Actually, is a big um, um, well next week's episode. Though, that's actually mm. a big thing. That'll be the first time we've all recorded at a venue using mm. the old using the podcast mic since the one where we had Emily oh, back God. at SK's like, final and, week and the like final days before we all got locked down. The first time, February twenty twenty. It'll be our first in venue. Yeah, right. All in the same room. Well, well, given our current you schedule, go. you can expect this episode to drop um, on a Thursday and then you'll get that episode on two weeks after that. Um, all right. Uh, and I've been Chris Shorten and we will talk to you all in a couple of weeks. Sounds good. See ya.